Good morning. Good to see everyone out on this beautiful Father's Day. I'll ask you to stand with me as we sing You Are My All in All. school this morning it just brings to mind more about Jesus more we need to know more we need to grow and that Holy Spirit's there to help us to learn more about him to draw the strength and all that we need all we have to do is ask we're gonna sing the first and second verses of more about Jesus
That's my prayer this morning. More about Jesus. More of Him and less of me. That's always the way it should be. And John the Baptist reminds us that he must increase and we must decrease. And I pray that would be the case in each of our hearts and lives this morning. If you would, if you'd have a seat, I'm so glad you're here. And it's always great seeing you fellowship together and enjoying uh, being together this morning. And uh, I just want to welcome you. And I uh, just want to remind our church family, um, our men's uh, prayer group. We had been meeting at 4.30. And um, I think maybe we got wiser and... Um, and so the men's prayer group is now going to meet at 8 o'clock on Wednesday morning over at Yanks. So uh, men, you, you come and, and, and join uh, the men's prayer group. It'll be, again, it'll be at 8 o'clock in the morning over at Yanks on Wednesday mornings. So I uh, want to share that with you. want to remind you about that. Also, I um, want to remind you that we'll not be meeting back tonight because of Father's Day. Uh, we just want to encourage everyone to just enjoy extended time with family and, and honoring dad and... and um, just so, so we'll not be meeting tonight. But also, um, our students will be meeting bright and early in the morning. Um, we'll, at 6 o'clock in the morning, we'll be leaving for uh, Mfuge, going down to Mobile, Alabama. And so we appreciate your prayers, and we'll have a, uh, a prayer time um, for that at the end of the service today. But just want to ask you to be in prayer for us. And um, so we think about uh, all the opportunities that we'll have uh, to do mission work down in Mobile across state lines. I'm also grateful there was a, a wonderful group this past week uh, that did that right here in our community. And, and I think that um, I've always believed this, that it's hypocritical to focus on uh, places away if we're not doing it here. So what a great balance. And I appreciate so many that came, or Doug and, and so many that, that helped, the volunteers and our kids and students that, that came every day and just did a great work and, and uh, shared uh, Jesus' love with so many that uh, that needed that and so uh, thank you again for that it just does my heart good to think about the good work uh, that was taking place last week and then the good work that's going to take place this week and we appreciate your prayers as we'll be heading out uh, tomorrow morning also the youth next Sunday morning will be sharing uh, about our um, trip to Mfuge this week so I want to remind you about that and then um, uh, also next Sunday we'll have deacon election and and I ask the church family to be in prayer about those that uh, that are listed in the bulletin and and I ask God to give you a peace about that and, and appreciate uh, those that are willing to serve and we'll have the uh, deacon election next Sunday and then uh, vacation Bible school starts July the 5th so I um, want to remind you about that be in prayer and teachers the materials are down front here Doug has left them uh, left the materials here for you to, to pick those up and um, just be in prayer for VBS it's always a great week boys and girls will be coming and learning about Jesus and uh, having crafts and singing games and having Bible stories and, and just always a great week. So um, there's always a place for one more. So uh, if you'd like to come and help out, I uh, encourage you to do that uh, July the 5th through the 8th. But let's pray for VBS and uh, as, as the Word of God is, is shared in song and in Bible story and, and in craft and activities that the Lord would use that to sow the seeds of the gospel in these uh, precious hearts. And and also there'll be a youth class as well. So um, just a great week and just want to remind you about uh, VBS. And, and then um, please be in prayer for Miss Jane Pratt. Uh, she is our shut-in of the week. And, and I got to see her a couple of weeks ago. And, um, and she's probably watching right now. She always tunes in. And I'm grateful for that. But we love you, Jane. And, and uh, her information is there in the bulletin. Hope you'll uh, perhaps reach out to her, send her a card, and let her know that you're thinking about her. And, and then also... Um, uh, July the 10th, uh, we'll have nominations for a pulpit committee, and I just want to go ahead and share that with, with you, be in prayer about that. And then on July 17th, we'll have uh, the election for the pulpit committee. So uh, very important, and uh, just be in prayer about that. Our director of mission, um, Robert Dickard at the Piedmont Baptist Association, he's going to be coming, and he'll be with us to preach on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights uh, through the month of July. And I appreciate Brother Robert, and uh, he's been our director of mission uh, for years, has a lot of wisdom, and he's, he's helped churches through transition time, and, and I know he'll, he'll help us as well. And, and uh, so I just wanted to share that with you. And, and also Kelly Peace, um, please remember her. Uh, she had some difficulty this week and uh, actually had to leave early from mission week. And, and so we want to pray for Kelly. She has some tests and things like that coming up. And, and then also those that can't be with us today, uh, those that will be facing surgeries, we certainly want to remember them in prayer. And, and I'm grateful that we have the privilege of prayer, the privilege of calling on the Lord in, in prayer. We'll do that in just a moment. And uh, Miles, I know you have some tests and some things coming up as well. 
and yep. Yeah, we'll be praying with you about that as well. And, uh, and so uh, before we go to the Lord in prayer, uh, one of the things I'd like for us to pray for, uh, I saw this this week as, as it's Father's Day, and I thought I would share this. I believe it's so true. American fathers are today more removed from family life than ever before in our history. And according to a growing body of evidence, the massive erosion of fatherhood cre- uh, contributes mightily to the many of the major social problems of our time. And the absence of the father uh, in the home, and so many are fatherless, and, and uh, all the, you know, a lot of times the, the shootings and the, and the things that, that happen uh, in, our, in our society today, a lot of times there's the absence of the father figure. And so uh, I just pray today as we think about uh, fathers, I, I'm so thankful for each of you fathers, and I appreciate you know, how you provide and care and love uh, your family, and, and I encourage us to rise up and, and be fathers that honor God and that would lead and guide in our homes, uh, especially spiritually. And so uh, one of the things that, uh, that I wanted us to do this year is, is this is a devotional book that we want to give to our fathers, God's words of life for fathers. And it's my prayer that, dads, as you take these today, uh, that you will frequent the pages of this devotional guide in your time alone with the Lord, and perhaps uh, more importantly, in your time with, with God and, and growing closer to the Lord, but you would share this in your home as well. Maybe, you know, maybe there's some dads here today and, and you say, I don't know how to have a family devotion time. Well, here it is right here. I just encourage you to, there's se- several passages of scripture and uh, there, there's several uh, topics that, that you can find and, and it has God's word uh, to go along with it. And so I pray that this would, uh, this would be a help and a resource uh, as it points you to God's Word and, and, uh, and that that would give you guidance and help and strength and that you would share this in your home as well. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask our students if, if you would come and, and these devotionals are on the communion table here in front of me. And uh, students, if you'll help us get these to all the dads. And I want to ask our dads, if you would, to please stand. If you're a father uh, this morning and, and you're here, we want to recognize you and honor you today. And uh, students, if you'll come and let's make sure that every dad Uh, gets one of these devotional books. And let's let our fathers know that we appreciate them this morning. coming horse we're coming <laughs> looks like we have uh, every father accounted for so that's great and, and once again man I pray that this will indeed be a blessing to you and and uh, I believe there's well there's a few left over and so uh, if, if there's any left over if you want to take one maybe to your dad or to your granddad uh, we don't want any to be left we want to make sure that these uh, get out and um, so uh, I hope that this will be a blessing to you and as we go to the Lord in prayer this morning, uh, let's, let's remember uh, those requests, those that can't be here today, those that need a touch from the Lord, those that are, uh, that are struggling. And um, I'm grateful for the power of prayer. We can lift each other up. And also remember our students that will be going to Infuge as well. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'd like to invite those of you who would to come and join me around the altar this morning as we have the privilege of calling on the Lord in prayer and asking God for his help and for his blessing in our lives. Our Heavenly Father, God, we come before you this morning and we give you praise. Lord, you're supreme and mighty and, and you're all-powerful. We just lift, just give praise to you today, Lord, for who you are. And, and Lord, as we think about our Heavenly Father, Lord, we know that you are perfect and you can be trusted. And what a privilege it is, Lord, to call on your name. Lord, as believers in Christ, adopted into your family, Lord, the Bible says we can cry, Abba, Father, 
And we thank you for that. And that's what we want to do this morning. I pray, Lord, that we'll draw ever closer to you. Lord, I pray especially for dads today. Lord, we desperately need men to rise up and be the fathers, Lord, that you call us to be. Help us, Lord Jesus, by your grace and by your strength, Lord, to be the fathers, Lord, that you'd have us to be, to lead in our homes and, and Lord, to, to be consistent in the, in the workplace, Lord, with, with our faith, Lord that, we, Lord, that we would honor you and glorify you. And, Lord, that we would set the example, Lord, for our families, for our kids, Lord, uh, that, they, that they would see us imitating Jesus and trying to be more like you. Lord, I pray that you'll give us guidance and help and strength. Thank you again, Lord, for each dad that's here. And I pray you will bless them. And those that's watching online, I pray for your blessing, dear Lord. And I ask today, God, that, that we'll look to you. And God, as you speak to us today, well, God, we're going to be reminded that you keep your word. And I thank you for that, Lord, that we'll trust you more and more. Lord, I, I thank you for those that served in Mission Week this week. And Lord, as those uh, precious individuals at the nursing homes, Lord, so many care packages were given out. And as they go through those and continue to go through it, may they be reminded about your love and minister to them, Lord, as only you can. And then, Lord, as our students meet in the morning, Lord, as we head out to Mobile, Lord, for uh, summer missions camp, we ask God that you'd put a hedge protection about us. And I pray, Lord, that uh, as, as our students go to Bible study groups and as they go to worship and as they go to mission sites, Lord, and, and then, Lord, as we gather together in church group devotions, Lord, I pray for a special time, God, that we would hear from you. And, Lord, that we would draw closer to you and closer to each other. We just thank you in advance, God, for what you're going to do. And, Lord, today I pray that we would hear from you. God, that we would receive, Lord, what you have for us, that we would commit and say yes to you today. Lord, I pray for our shut-in, those that can't be here today. I lift them up to you, Lord, and pray that you would encourage them and comfort them. Lord, I pray for Kelly Peace this morning as well, Lord, that you'll help her. We pray for good news and test results. I pray for Miles as well, Lord, as he has uh, this meeting, Lord, with the surgeon. We pray for him. And, God, we just ask for your healing touch. And thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, that you're always with us. You've promised to never leave us and never forsake us. May you be honored and glorified here today in this worship service, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. I'll ask you to stand with me for our offertory hymns, Faith is the Victory. God, as we 
celebrate Father's Day this morning, Father, and today, Father, we just, we're thankful that you are the, the greatest Father of all, Father, and God, we just thank you for setting an example for each and every one of us. God, I pray for this church, I pray for, uh, that the Holy Spirit would fill this church this morning, Father, and I pray for Pastor Mark as he brings the word to us to, this morning. God, I pray that you would be with this offering, use it to, to build in your kingdom, Father, for us in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. I wonder is he faithful does he see me in my trouble does he understand sometimes I question if he's able can he rescue can he save me again and again but when I look back did he move every mountain did he part every So yes, he can. Oh, did he defeat the darkness? Did he deliver me? Yes, he did. So yes, he can. Yes, he did. So yes, he can. Cause sometimes those voices try to tell me I've forgotten and I've fallen too far from his hands but i know what kind of god he is and i'm trusting in his promises believing and i'm singing yes he can did he move every mountain did he part every sea yes he did so yes he can oh did he defeat the darkness did he deliver me? Yes, he did. So yes, he can. Yes, he did. So yes, he can. Cause I've seen too much, now I can't deny. He's come through every single time. From the beginning until the So yes, he can. Oh, did he defeat the darkness? Did he deliver me? Yes, he did. So yes, he can. Did he move every mountain? Did he part every sea? Yes, he did. So yes, he can. Oh, did he defeat the darkness? Did he deliver me? Yes, he did. So yes, he can. Yes, he did. So yes, he can. Yes, he did. Yes, he can. I love that. I'm grateful that we can be reminded of the truth in song that yes he can with God all things are possible without God we can do nothing Jesus said without me you can do nothing but I'm grateful that we don't have to live life without him I'm grateful that we don't have to even think about uh, living even this week without the Lord because if you're saved this morning and you've trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior he's promised to be with us and to never leave us and never forsake us and that's great comfort and then when I think about trusting him I know that God is able he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think uh, we serve a God who is who is not limited we serve a God who has never lost a battle we serve a God who is who is perfectly able and all-powerful 
Now we have limits and we fall short and that's, that's what we do. We make, we make mistakes, we fall short. And in our sin, you know, we, 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 are, we are totally hopeless. But praise God, through the Lord Jesus, there's a way. And His name is Jesus. And He's able. And He's faithful. So I encourage us with that today. Thank you, uh, Youth Praise Team. And I'm just, I'm just reminded over two years or so ago, uh, the Youth Praise Team began as we were doing uh, drive-in worship outside. And, and uh, they have really been a tremendous blessing uh, to our hearts. And I appreciate so much our, our Youth Praise Team. And, and, and I'm grateful for the wonderful message in song uh, that they uh, gave to us today. And I want to ask if you'll turn with me to First uh, John chapter 3. And I want to preach to you this morning a message along the same lines that we were, that we're talking about of, yes, he can. Uh, God keeps his word always. He always has and he always will. Now, we don't, you know, maybe we intentionally or unintentionally don't keep our word. But one thing about the Lord is He's always kept His Word, and we can always trust in Him. So I encourage us today. Maybe, maybe you're a dad here today, and you, maybe there's a sense of, of, over, of being overwhelmed, thinking about leading and, and guiding as a, as a father. But God can be trusted, and we can keep His Word. And He's the key, faith and trust in Him. And God will enable us, and as we saw in Sunday school this morning, the Comforter, the Helper, the Holy Spirit will guide us in all truth. And we have right here uh, the Word of God, and it's true. It will always guide us in all truth. And so I want to preach this morning a message entitled, God Keeps His Word. Oftentimes it's hard for us to imagine someone keeping their word when we live in a world where someone's word really doesn't mean a whole lot. You know, today we need lawyers to draft up legal documents and contracts for loans and for mortgages. They, they tell me that there was a day when a man's handshake was good enough. A, a person's word meant something. And of course, that's no longer the case today. And then here we are on Father's Day. And you would think that of all the people, you know, that, that would keep their word, it would be fathers. But sadly, that isn't always the case and that's not true today. In fact, some struggle with the idea of our heavenly father because of a bad experience with their earthly father and in a world where so many don't keep their word I want you to know this morning there is one that does one who keeps his word and I'm talking about the true and living God God Almighty and we have his word before us here today in 1st John chapter 3 verses 2 and 3 and anytime we open the word of God we're reading the true, inerrant, infallible, inspired, all-sufficient Word that can absolutely be trusted. And His Word is enough. His Word is the authority. And, and the, the sad thing today is that, is that if we're not careful, many of us who claim to be Christian, we are guided and driven more by things like the world. Or we're guided or driven more by our feelings or by our emotions. But we have to understand that we are fallen. But God is not, and God's Word is true, and it can be trusted. So I want to encourage you with that today. All of us, our dads, all of us, I want to encourage you with the fact that God always keeps His Word. And so 1 John chapter 3, follow along as I uh, read in verses 2 through 3. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. I love that. Now we're the sons of God. We know that when he shall appear, we'll, see, we'll be like him and see him as he is. We know some things. And, and that's what uh, a major theme in First John is, is, is that we can know. We, and love is a big thing, you know, God's love and God is love and that we're to be loving, but also the fact that we know some things. And, and so John gives us a couple of things here this morning that I want to encourage you with and I want to remind you that what we're reading is not man's brainstorm, it's the Word of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. And, and so I pray that we'll be comforted and we'll be encouraged today to be reminded of what we're looking at we're reminded that God keeps His Word. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we thank You for the sunshine outside. Thank You, Lord, that You are on the throne and that You are in control. And Lord, I give You praise. There's none like You. 
And help us today, Lord, to look to you and rely on you. Maybe today we've not done that like we should. Maybe we're kind of lacking in trusting you like we should. Maybe we're kind of lacking in uh, trusting and obeying your word and spending time in your word. Maybe we're kind of lacking in our prayer life. And, and Lord, we're just not trusting you like we should. I pray that today we would be motivated by the truth of your word, that you keep your word. And God, that we would trust you more and more. And I pray we'd commit to do that today, Lord Jesus. We ask in your precious name. Amen. Well, I want us to see, first of all, here in verse 2 of 1 John chapter 3, that God promises you will, will receive an upgrade. Isn't it great to get upgrades, you know? Uh, I know Donna and David just recently had a wreck, and I'm grateful that the Lord was merciful. And, and you know, none of us want to go through something like that. And you have to, you know, you got to file, and you got to wait on insurance and, and all of that, and it, and it can be a hassle and everything it's an inconvenience when you talk about rental cars and, and all of that but in the long term they're going to get an upgrade you know you think about upgrades we like to get upgrades well God promises that we as believers are going to indeed receive an upgrade so what we're looking at here is future God's Word has something to say about the future and what God says is the authority doesn't matter what we feel or think God says it and he declares it and right here in his word I want us to be reminded that as believers in Christ, every one of us, as believers, trusting in Jesus, will receive an upgrade. Now, there's, there's some confusion among Christians as to what our bodies will be like in heaven. Isn't it something to just kind of imagine heaven and what it's going to be like and, and, and imagine being there in a perfect place and, and no more sorrow or tears, no more diseases, uh, no more, no, you won't have to lock your mansion. Jesus says, I've, I'm preparing a place for you in my Father's house or many mansions and he's preparing that place for us. We won't have to lock the doors and man, we won't even have a sinful thought. I mean, just imagine that. Imagine being in heaven. Imagine being there, having glorified bodies and what we're going to look like in heaven. Just think about that for a moment. You know, two-thirds of Americans who believe in the resurrection of the dead also believe they will not have literal bodies after the resurrection. But I want you to know this morning, that's not the case. We will have real bodies. We will have glorified bodies, the Bible says. The resurrection of Jesus assures you and me this morning that we're going to receive a new body just like his. I mean, notice here with me in verse 2. Now are we the sons of God. In other words, we've been adopted into the family of God. Uh, we are alienated from God, separated from God, not a part of the family of God because of our sin. But when we deal with our sin, the Holy Spirit reveals that we need to be forgiven of our sin by trusting Jesus. And we place our faith in Christ. Maybe this morning you want to take a trip down memory lane and remember when you got saved. Do you remember that day? Maybe it was a long time ago. Maybe it was pretty recent. Maybe it was in VBS or maybe it was at Infuge Student Camp. Or maybe it was at a Disciple Now weekend. Or maybe it was in your home or in your grandparents' living room. Or in my case, maybe it was in the car in a parking lot when my mom led me to the Lord. God spoke to my heart. Do you remember that day? Because when you trusted Christ, we were no longer separated from God. You know, before Christ, we did life on our own. We were all by ourselves, without God. How hopeless. Think about that. I don't ever want to go back to that. But since I've gotten saved, He's never left me. He's never deserted me. Now, I've not been faithful to Him like I should. But praise God, He's always been faithful. He's always been uh, long-suffering towards me. And when I come back to where I need to, He always has received me. And I'm grateful for His faithfulness. And when I've trusted Christ, when you trusted Christ, we were adopted into the family of God. And so uh, the Apostle John says in verse 2, It does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know. <laughs> It's not a hope so, but we know when he shall appear, talking about the Lord Jesus, what's going to happen? We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Imagine that day. I mean, all the sorrows and the hurt. We saw, we were reminded again in Sunday school this morning that in this world, we're going to have tribulations. But Jesus says, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, and we're going to be overcomers. We're on the winning side by faith in Jesus. And when that trumpet sounds, those of us that are alive here and remain uh, during that time, we're going to be called up to be with the Lord. And praise God for that. We'll see Him and we'll have glorified bodies like Him. And I praise the Lord for that. And so we'll indeed have a resurrected body. 
So when Jesus rose again from the dead, the question is, was he in a real body? You know, we think about the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus. It was a, it was a real body. And we know that because, remember, he appeared to Thomas. You know, a lot of times we, we call him Doubting Thomas. And Thomas says, unless I see him or touch him, I, I, I won't believe. And so Jesus appeared to Thomas in John chapter 20 and verse 27. You know what Jesus basically said? He says, hey, you see these wounds? I mean, look at my hands and my side. Touch them. Jesus ate a piece of fish as well. And this is very much a physical action. Granted, Jesus could do some cool stuff. You know, like he would appear in a room without using a door. <laughs> and he could also ascend to heaven. How did he pull that off? Well, I don't know, but he's God. <laughs> and so if I could figure it all out and you could figure it all out, then where would faith come in, you know? Um, but our bodies will be like his in the resurrected state because that is what God's word assures us here in 1 John 3 and verse 2. Notice again, when he shall appear, what will happen? We shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. Now this is, I don't want to chase this rabbit, but it's interesting. I've heard some say that, you know, Jesus, when he was crucified and he arose, that he was 33. And so our resurrected bodies will be like we were when we were 33. That's a good insight. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. Either way, it's going to be all right. I mean, I, we're, we're going to be like him. We'll see him as he is. And man, you talk about an upgrade. When you get to heaven, you will still be you. You will just be an upgraded version of you. You are going to be you perfected and not uh, flawed by sin or, or anything else like that. I think about what Job said. Uh, Job said in Job 19 and verse 26, And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. Job talks about this resurrected body in his flesh, he shall see God. Job had faith that he would see the Lord as we are talking about this morning. And so you're going to be an upgraded you. Uh, you'll be perfected. My personality and your personality will still be intact. I guess I'll still say the same corny jokes. I, I don't know. Uh, but without sinful tendencies, man, that just blows me away to imagine a place where we're not, you know, we're not infected by sin. And there's no sin, there's no curse of sin. We're not going to even think things that's not right. I just can't imagine that. In this body, this, this sinful body, I have an old sinful nature, and you do too. Praise God, we got a new nature, but we still have the old sinful nature. But in that glorified body, there'll be no sin, no sinful tendencies, no sinful actions, and not even a sinful thought. After the rapture, then we'll be in the presence of Jesus. We will have glorified bodies like the Lord Jesus. This is all because of the resurrection of Jesus. He's the first fruits, the Bible says. So yes, you and I are going to receive an ultimate upgrade. You will be perfect, glorified, just like the Lord Jesus. Just imagine that day. I mean, in this, this, this uh, low land of sorrow and despair and hurt, I mean, we've all been affected. We've all been hurt. We've all been let down. We've all been disappointed in this world. But I'm telling you, there's a better day coming. Hold on, child of God. The best is yet to come. If you can't carry a tune in a bucket right now, guess what? You'll be on perfect pitch in heaven. Uh, that includes my dad, by the way. He can't sing. He can't carry a tune in a bucket. But boy, one day when he's in glory, he's going to be singing the praise and, and it'll be perfect. Everything about us will be perfect. Praise God. We'll, be, we'll have an upgrade. If you can't see well, if you can't hear good, nobody's going to say, huh? You know, I mean, listen, wives, the Bible says that we'll be known as we're known. We won't be married in heaven, and I know that's kind of hard for us to understand because of this world, but we will be known as we are known. And so uh, the, your husband, if he's a believer in Christ, and you're a believer in Christ, and you're in glory, uh, he won't have selective hearing. <laughs> He'll be able to hear perfect hearing, perfect vision. I mean, better than uh, 2020 sight. Uh, what, about, what about sickness or disease? No, we won't have that anymore. Praise God. There won't be no cancer in heaven. There won't be Alzheimer's in heaven. There won't be walkers, wheelchairs in heaven. I think about, I mentioned my dad. He's going to have to have knee replacement surgery. 
Well, there won't be any, no need for that in heaven. I'm talking about perfection. There's a better day coming. And you know, in, this, in these bodies of flesh, in this sin-cursed world that we live in, we're sinners and we're just deteriorating. And, and the older we get, the more aches and more pains. And I was told when I hit 40, it's going to all fall apart. And, and I'll be honest with you, I hit 40 and I thought, wow, this isn't too bad. But then I hit 50. And uh, now, man, i got to have these on. I, I mean, to be able to see. And, and uh, there's, there's uh, you know, I mean, we just we wear down. We, we do. You think about hip replacements and, and knee replacements and, and putting pins in, you know, if you break a bone or something like that. And all that. And somebody says, well, is that stuff going to go with you in heaven? I don't know. But I just know that when we are called out of this world, called up to be with the Lord Jesus, we're going to be like him in a glorified body. Talk about an upgrade. Say goodbye to the sickness, disease, medications, and all the stuff that we need today. It'll be a thing of the past. We won't need it anymore. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We're going to have uh, an upgrade one day. So God us, uh, promises us an ultimate upgrade, which should lead us then to do some things. We think about the promise of God. We think about all that Jesus has done. We think about our salvation in Christ. We think about how the Lord is faithful and how God is good. All that God has done. We think about heaven to gain and a hell to shun, praise God. We think about all that we are going to be in Christ and all that God has done and is doing and will do. Folks, that ought to motivate us to, to love and serve Him and to live godly. And I pray that this morning that that will be our desire. More than ever this morning, we'll desire uh, to honor God and to live godly lives, to purify ourselves as we're going to see here in verse 3. Notice this in verse 3. And every man that hath this hope, talking about the hope of the Lord Jesus, the hope that we're going to be like him and have glorified bodies one day that, that uh, John has just talked about. Every man that hath this hope in him, what? Purifieth himself, even as he is pure. As we look at, at end times, we think about the end times, and we think about this day when we're going to be, go be with Jesus. And you know, folks, it, it could be before the sun sets today. I mean, we're just waiting. You think about all the, the events of, of the, the signs of the times. You know, you know what the next event on God's, on God's clock is? It's the rapture. What's preventing it? Well, we don't know the hour or the, the time or day. But the time's coming. The Father's going to say to the Son, go, go get my church. That trumpet's going to sound. And we don't, as we think about that, as, as we look at the end times, and we think about that day, I think we need to approach it not only with our minds, but also, and more importantly, with our hearts. We don't just want to merely discuss these things in an academic way. It should move us as individuals. And I know that there are those out there, this fascinates them. And they talk about it in an academic way. It's all, in, it's all up here. But folks, it needs to come down here. Because we'll miss heaven if, if we have a head knowledge. But praise God, we can also have a heart knowledge. And so I pray that it will travel from our heads to our hearts. As God revealed to the prophet Daniel what was about to unfold in the future. You know what Daniel did? He dropped to his knees. He was stunned. He was unable to say a word. His understanding of end times events moved him deeply. And that should happen to us this morning. As we think about the promises of God, we're going to get an upgrade. And we think about the result of what God has done. We should purify ourselves even as He is pure. In fact, if we really understand the Bible and what the Bible is saying about the imminent return of Jesus, He's coming again then it should cause us to want to live more godly lives. I don't know about you, but when that trumpet sounds, I sure don't want to be doing something, thinking something, being somewhere that I'd be ashamed of. I pray that we would live godly. You know, and, and we have fathers. That's, that's why we, we've done this the last several years on Father's Day. We've given dads devotional books. And I've had dads over the years thank me for this and share with me about times that they've spent in devotion with the Lord. Uh, this, this is it. How, how do we live godly lives? The Word of God. We read the Word of God. I can't, I can't possibly live godly apart from the Word of God. 
It doesn't matter what I feel or think or what the world says, but what matters is the Word of God, and His Word is the authority. God speaks through His Word. I don't need to focus so much on dreams and, 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 uh, and new revelations. You may not be able to trust this, but you can trust the Word of God every time. And so God's Word helps us. We hear from God. And as we think about what the Bible is saying about the return of Jesus, it should lead us to want to live godly. When someone is a Christian but doesn't live pure, godly lives, they likely have failed to understand that God keeps His Word. Isn't it something when we give in to temptation? And we all are tempted, every one of us. And, and if, if we're all honest, every one of us at times have given in to temptation. But you know what we have resolved when we give in to temptation? We have come to the conclusion, and maybe we said no many, many times, but it only takes that one time, and we gave in to that temptation because we were convinced that that temptation will give us something better than what God has. Isn't that foolish to think that we could, we could uh, enjoy something better than what God has for us? But, but that's what happens. We should desire to be close to the Lord, desire to live godly, to live pure lives. And, and that's what uh, John's talking about here in light of what John has wrote about. Uh, the, the hope that we have in Jesus. We're sons of God adopted into his family and he's going to appear, the Lord Jesus. We're going to be like him and have an upgrade. In verse 3, every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself. That's right. That's the way it should be. Uh, we should desire to be pure and to live godly lives. That's not easy in this world that we live in. I'm reminded again, I, uh, I think back to Sunday school. Jesus told his disciples that they're going to hate them, or the world's going to hate them. And the fact is, is that as we live for the Lord, we're going the total opposite direction of the ways of the world. And you know what's easy? It's easy to just swim downstream, you know, to just live like everybody else. But God calls us to a better life, a life of holiness a life of purity, a godly life. And God will help us through His Word and through the Holy Spirit to do just that. And you know that's the best life. If we're trying to find satisfaction and happiness from things in this world, through people, through material things, those things will leave you empty and longing for more. It won't satisfy. But I'm telling you, when you know the Lord, and you trust God, take Him at His Word, and apply His Word to your heart and life and desire to honor Him. And really it boils down to worship. You know, when, when I'm tempted, am I going to worship God and say, no, Lord, I want to honor You and I want to worship You. That's, that's worship. You know, are we worshiping God in obedience and in pure lives and in, in, in motivated by the fact that God has done all that we need? We have all that we need in Christ. And the right response to what God has done and will do is that we purify ourselves, that we walk in, in lives of purity and holiness. And that's what stands out in this lost and dying world. You know what we need today in 2022? Believers that will be different from the world. I'm not talking about, uh, I'm not talking about arrogant, but I'm talking about just living a life that honors God. Let everybody else go their way, but I'm going to honor God. Be like Daniel. You know, Daniel, they were all uh, and Daniel was, uh, you know, he was, he was, uh, had, had he come at a crossroads, you know, the, the pressure was they're going to bow down. If you don't bow down, there are going to be serious consequences. And then there was the pressure of uh, you can only pray to the king. Um, you know, you can't pray to, to, to the true and living God. What did Daniel do? He just kept doing what he, what he was doing. He just kept praying to God. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not sin against God. And, and you know, when, when I think about Jesus and all that He's done, I should want to honor Him. I should want to live a life that, that glorifies Him, that honors Him. And so that's what we see here in verse 3. Purifieth Himself, even as He is pure. Talking about the Lord Jesus. I want to be Christ-like. I don't want to be like myself. I don't want to be like the world. I want to be like Jesus. And so that's, that ought to be our motivation. And uh, in 1 John chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, you know, we're reminded about the truth of what's going to happen one day. We're going to see Him. And I'm telling you folks, when we see Him, it's going to be worth it all. And you know what we'll do? We won't regret living for Jesus the times that we live for Him. 
the regret's going to be, why didn't I do more? Why didn't I sell out for him? Why didn't I live godly? Why didn't I trust him like I should have? That's going to be the regret. So I, why don't we go ahead and resolve now? You know, all the hope that I have in Christ, may it, may it lead us to live godly. We should want to be on our toes spiritually, so to speak. You know, why do we surrender to the Lord and deny ourselves? Why? Even when our flesh wants to do something opposite, when the world is pressuring us to do something opposite, why do we surrender to the Lord and deny ourselves? Why? Because God keeps His Word. Why do we allow the Spirit to give us control? You know, self-control. Why do we do that? Because God keeps His Word. Why do we love each other? As John emphasizes here in 1 John over and over again. Why? Because God can be trusted and God keeps His Word. That's the way we ought to live. Live the way that God would have us to live. Live godly lives. We find the truth in God's Word. And we see that we should trust Him more and more. What about us this morning? Are we honoring God? You know, have, have we, when's the last time that we thought about Jesus and all that He's done for us? And when's the last time that we've been reminded that He's coming again? Does that motivate us to purify ourselves, to live pure lives like, like Jesus, to be more like Christ? You know, and when it comes to, to Bible prophecy, when it comes to the, to the end times like we're seeing this morning, the better day that's going to come, some people think, well, I don't know what it all means, and, and I can't sort it all out. I'll let someone else figure those things out. But we don't want to ignore these things. That trump's going to sound one day, and we're going to lead this world. We'll be here, and then we won't be here. And those that have already died in Christ... Their, their spirit is with the Lord, but their bodies are going to resurrect and they will receive glorified bodies. And I can't explain it all. I can't, I can't claim to understand it all, but I believe it by faith. God's Word is true. So we don't need to ignore these things because the Bible has a lot to say about them. God must have wanted us to learn about the future and about Bible prophecy because 30% of the Scriptures are dedicated to this topic, the end times. And God wants us to know that He keeps His Word. Everything that God has said has always come to pass. And the things that hadn't yet come to pass, it's going to come to pass. Because that's our God. He keeps His Word. You know, you think about this this morning in closing. Some work hard to lose weight, to diet and exercise, commitment to the goal, which will lead to a new you. You know, and we all, we all celebrate. We all like that when, when we see pictures of somebody before and they were dedicated and disciplined. Uh, they, they worked on their diet. They exercised and all of this. Always worry about just taking a pill and doing it. No, no, it's, it's hard work. And the bottom line is that if I take in more, if I, if I don't burn the calories that I take in, then, I'm, and then I've got a problem. And we, so we work on that. We exercise and, you know, we, we cardio workouts and, and all of this. We, we, we work to diet and exercise Commit to a goal, and then you see the results and how wonderful it is to have a new year. We celebrate with those. Well, spiritually speaking, all Christians have a promise from God that we will receive the ultimate upgrade unlike any change we've ever seen before on earth. What a wonderful change. So I challenge us today. Let's keep His Word. How are we spiritually? Do we have disciplines? Do we pray? Do we read His Word? You're here this morning. I applaud you for being here this morning. Being in church is so important. It's so vital. Jesus established the church. The Bible says we shouldn't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Church attendance is so vital. It's so important. And, and so we ought to serve and be committed to the Lord and to each other as we serve in the local church. And it's so important. Are we disciplined? Because here's the thing. Just like an athlete has to be disciplined to train and to work out and to lift weights, it, does, it just doesn't happen. The same is true spiritually. We have to have spiritual disciplines. We've got to pray and fast and meditate on the Word. We may not always feel like it, but I'm telling you, you'll see a new you. The, the Spirit of God will begin to work on you from the inside out, and He'll change you. Before you ever get to glory, He will change you, and it's a wonderful change. But then we have the promise that God keeps His Word, and one day we're going to be with Jesus, and we'll be like Him in glorified bodies. What an upgrade. So we see prophecy fulfilled 
it should lead us to be encouraged that God, as the prophet Isaiah wrote in, in Isaiah 46 and verse 10, God knows the end from the beginning. He's on the throne. Listen, this world is so uh, chaotic and uh, things don't make sense and there's such division and hate. And we just wonder, God, where are you? What in the world's going on? Well, all that we see in this world is a result of sin. God's on the throne and he did something about it some 2,000 years ago. And Jesus came and gives us victory when we believe and trust in him. And just like he came the first time, he's coming again. And we're going to receive the ultimate upgrade if we've trusted in Jesus. And folks, that ought to lead us to want to live godly. You know, salvation's not an end. Sometimes we cheapen it, we water it down so much, and, and we just turn it into, you know, just say this quick prayer. And I know it mentions sin, but don't worry about it. I don't want you to be uncomfortable about it. Just say this, and you know, like a magical prayer. And, um, and then, you know, glad that's over with. Don't worry about it. You're not going to hell. And then, you know, they stay as they are. There's no change. Well, that's not salvation. Salvation is we realize that we are hopeless and that we are lost, and that we place our faith in Christ. And that's a glorious beginning because when we believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our hearts. And we have the Word of God to guide us, and His Word is true. And the Word of God even tells us about some future events. And one day we're going to go be with Him, and we're going to receive an ultimate upgrade. And I pray that would motivate us today to live godly, to live pure lives. How about it this morning spiritually? Are we, are we where we need to be spiritually? And I'm sure every one of us would say, I could do better. Certainly we can. But when that trumpet sounds, don't be ashamed. When that trumpet sounds, let's be doing what we ought to be doing, loving God, serving the Lord, not going the ways of the world, but surrendering our lives, denying ourselves, and honoring God. So let's live lives worthy of imitation. Dads, let's lead the way this morning. Let's, let's lead the way and, and let's commit this morning to a life that honors God. Let's commit this morning to a pure life as we're reminded of what we're going to be in Christ and what the Lord Jesus has done and what He's going to do. May it motivate us to purify ourselves and to live pure lives. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, as we come before You this morning, I thank You, Lord, for Your Word. We know that it's true. And God, I thank You for the wonderful blessing and hope of knowing that the best is yet to come. And Lord, we're going to go be with You. We're going to leave this old world. We'll say goodbye, world, goodbye, and there's a better day coming. And Lord, I pray that that would motivate us then, Lord, to live pure lives. Maybe, Lord, you're dealing with some hearts this morning about some things, Lord, that, that doesn't honor you. And Lord, you're speaking to us. Help us, Lord, to let go and help us to trust you this morning. God, may we commit this morning to live pure lives, to be who you would have us to be, Lord, for your glory. God, we'll have peace and we'll have the joy of the Lord when we do that. And I pray that you'll have your way and will in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm asking you to stand together. Jesus is calling, calling for you, for me. Oh, no.
this uh, this passage this morning. I know that it's Father's Day, and certainly it does include fathers. And we're we're encouraging fathers. You know, let's let's check ourselves and let's make sure that we are rising up to be the fathers and to be the dads that God's calling us to be. And and um, and and so we want to encourage and help dads to do that. And that's why we are giving out these devotion books that will point us to the Word of God. There's no other. There's no other way. There's no substitute for His Word. But in this passage, it's really for all believers. You know, John is writing to believers, you know, that we're going to be like Jesus one day. He's going to come again. We're going to be with Him. And until then, may we live uh, pure lives, godly lives in this lost and dying world. That's what the world needs to see. And so would, would we commit this morning? I encourage you to come. They're going to play through one other verse. I'd love to pray with you. I encourage you to come. Let's rise up, church. And let's respond to all the great things God has done by living godly, living pure lives. Would you do it this morning? The altar is open. our students and those that will be going to Infuge, if you'll come stand down here with me this morning, we want to pray over our group this morning as we close out today and be meeting bright and early in the morning. All right, praise the Lord. Um, I'm grateful for that day, and I'm looking forward to that day. I'm sure you've got there some of you this morning and you're missing your father and he's on the other side. You're going to see him one day and you'll have a glorified body and so, so will he. What a day that that's going to be. We have the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord and to God be the glory all because of Jesus. And, and so because of Jesus and the hope of Christ, uh, we have a work, a wonderful work uh, to be a part of. And of course, again, those that were in Mission Week did a wonderful uh, work this week. And then this group right here, we're going to be going across state lines and heading down to Mobile, Alabama. And it'll be hot and humid down there just like it is here, maybe even more so. And they'll also have some mosquitoes that are like B-52 bombers that'll be uh, coming at us. But it's, it's going to be a powerful week. I've been to Mobile uh, twice now, and, um, there, and I remember some great mission sites, the Boys and Girls Home of the South. I think I've shared that story before. And um, there's some great apartments uh, ministries that take place and some... Uh, nursing homes and thrift stores and there's just a variety of things going in in apartment complexes and doing some uh, some yard work and things like that so uh, I just asked if you would church that we would utilize the power of prayer and if you would let's join our hearts together right now and let's pray for this group um, we have uh, as, as you probably know we have rented a couple of uh, rental vans and uh, we'll be uh, picking those up today and and then uh, loading them up tomorrow and heading on down to Mobile and uh, we certainly do covet your prayers. And um, not only the mission sites, but also uh, these students will be in uh, Bible study groups. And uh, they'll meet friends from, from around the region. And, uh, and then we'll have a camp pastor. I believe it's Duke Dismukes, if I'm not mistaken, um, will be the camp pastor. He's been there as, as long as I can remember. But he's a local pastor. And he brings the word, rightly divides the word. And we'll, we'll challenge our, our group. Uh, in worship and and so every aspect of it we want to pray that god will work and that god will be glorified so if you would would you join me this morning as we pray uh, for this group that'll be heading out heavenly father lord as i think about going that's the great commission that's what you tell us to do go therefore into all the world and lord uh, that begins right here in liberty but lord then it, it expands ultimately to the nations and as i think about that lord i, I do want to pray for the 52 uh, international missionaries, Lord, that were commissioned this past week at the convention in Anaheim. Lord, they've said yes. They've answered the call to go, and we pray for them. We pray for their protection, Lord, as they go to their various fields uh, of ministry. Use them, Lord Jesus. And Lord, that what we're doing here uh, is not second best. What we're doing here is just as important as what those international missionaries are doing. We're going out, and I pray that, God, as we go, 
Lord, that you'll go before us. I pray for a hedge of protection. I pray for the Bible study groups, the prayer times, the church group devotions, the mission sites, uh, the free time, and everything, every aspect, Lord Jesus. We pray that you will move and guide and speak to hearts. Lord, draw us closer to you. And then, Lord, as we go out and interact in the community of Mobile, I pray that your love will go before us and that they'll see Jesus. And, God, that you'll do a mighty work and we'll give you praise and glory for all that you do. Again, Lord, we pray for a hedge protection that you'll get us there and back safely. And then, Lord, as, as we come back, I pray, Lord, that we'll be on fire for you. And, God, as we have the privilege of sharing in next Sunday's worship service, I pray that you'll use us for your glory. And, God, may it be a revival that will spread out. And we'll give you praise and glory again, Lord, for all that you do. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. God bless. We've got a couple of uh, devotionals here. If, if your husband's not here, you want to grab one, or grab one for your, your uh, granddad or whoever. There's a couple left, so I'll remind you about that. But have a great day, and once again, dads, happy Father's Day.